right, so we're back for another show. Listen, I have uh, I've enjoyed the last couple weeks of uh, the start of a new year here uh, in LA. But I will tell you that Clubhouse, Clubhouse is the new house that I am in. I live, my body lives in this house, but my uh, my my mind and my fingers live on the Clubhouse. I am addicted to this app called Clubhouse. I am not getting paid to give you an endorsement. If you have an Android, you came to get there anyway. And if you have an iPhone, you can follow me. Damn, already at forty two thousand followers and and growing. But I have to tell you, there's this app called Clubhouse where now, because of a COVID world that we live in, we can connect with people all over the world. And I've met a lot of people, but I have been deemed the Robin Hood of Clubhouse because I am on there defending women and their right to have an equal share of space on the stage. And I'm also avoiding moan rooms and creating my own after dark hours with Aubrey O'Day and the Food God. So I'm lit on Clubhouse. I see you guys in there from time to time. Do you guys love the house? Uh, I'm dressed like Robin Hood in commemoration of Jason being the Robin Hood of Clubhouse. Uh, I actually find it exhausting. It is, I have a friend who told me if Clubhouse isn't making you laugh or learn, leave because it can be very draining. Everybody's acting like jilted boyfriends and girlfriends and you didn't want to hear my voice and you took me off the stage. It's very familiar. Everybody's acting real familiar on Clubhouse. It's exhausting. Well, listen, I I have a thing. If I come in your room and you see me, you see all of this pop up in your room, I better be brought up to the stage and I better be given a moderator badge because I'm Jason oh Lee. My God. I don't even have to be there. You know, you're getting me for free. I'm not even charging you a speaking fee. I, I just, I'm done with the battle of the sexes on that app. It's yeah. like every night there's a battle of the sexes about the same topic and there's no resolution. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like 2021, can we figure out relationships between men and women? Because that's all I hear on Clubhouse, and that's why I'm not on there like that. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. I will say the one thing that Clubhouse has done for me, well, two things, the two really important things, and just you know, to just be serious for a second. I realized that I miss advocacy work. I miss the work that I used to do for the union. And I have found myself at, in, a, in a conflict and at a crossroad because Hollywood Unlocked is a brand that I created and love dearly. And then I created an image of who I am for Hollywood Unlocked was this savage, no holds bar, don't give a fuck, we'll run your name in the street and, and, and beat you down to the ground. You know, and, and to a certain degree, that is who I am for Hollywood Unlocked. But I, I got so far into that character and that guy that I, I lost myself. And I think in writing the book and getting out and going on tour and then even like evolving with gagging and, and leaving that reckless space for me to enjoy and love for the fan base that I built that likes that, but also shifting and pivoting over here to have more serious conversations. I won't lie. Sometimes the numbers of this show, when they fluctuate, make me want to keep playing into that character. And so... You know, being on Clubhouse, I've met so many people, particularly women, who are just like giving me my flowers and telling me how much they appreciate me and and how much they like listening to me and like me advocating for them on the app. And so I do, I find myself in a weird place where I know that mm -hmm. I have more to offer and more to give. And like you say, damage, you know, like people don't get to see the person that I see. I want to start showing people that side of me more. I think the fear is I really don't want to get, I don't want too many people to get too close to me because I have to have what I believe a protective barrier around me. I don't like mm -hmm. to be that accessible, but on the same, on the same token, now that I'm starting my second book and my e-courses like you had created and my e-book and really starting to open up um, the knowledge and share the knowledge that I built with people so they can build their own careers uh, like I've been able to, I'm finding that there's 
there's so much more work that I need to do on myself. Um, I, I find myself, I say jokingly off the camera that I'm the Robin Hood of Clubhouse, but really, you know, I came to a woman's defense the other night, other day on the app where she was being bullied by these millionaires and being mocked. And then I, I blew the room up and then went into another room and started that room and brought her in and then brought all these amazing women on stage and had like a four, five hour debate and discussion that was really empowering and emotional. And I really felt good. Like I walked away feeling mm -hmm. like, no, I need Jason, to do I, like this. I have some tea about that. Cause they were talking about you after you left. So I missed the whole thing. Cause I'd be up here minding my business. However, after it all happened, I ended up in a room with black women only. And they were discussing how unsafe they felt in clubhouse. And someone said uh, this beautiful speech about protecting black women, X, Y, and Z. And then she said, there are only three men on clubhouse who make me feel safe. And you were at the top of her list. And I was like, what did I miss? I was like, what? And like, I don't know what she's like. Yeah, you know, unless Jason Lee's in there, I don't feel safe. And I was like, ruh, ruh, that took a turn. So your your reputation precedes you. Luckily, they don't know I'm on the show with you because it was supposed to be a secret scroll situation. But I've been in several black women room onlys where you've gotten praise. And I've had to like double click and figure out what you did this time. But you're doing a great mm -hmm. job over there, apparently. Well, well I think one of the coach on that. I, I just remember Tyree set up the room. Little Mama was in there, and somebody took a jab indirectly, but directly at Cardi B. And the way you stood up and rolled for Cardi B and talked about all the great things she had done, I don't think anybody would have done that the way Jason would have did that. And everybody yeah. had to shut up at that point. So I was just co-signing that I've seen that myself, Jason. So good job, man. I see you. Oh, you're evolving. You're protecting women. But I say the problem, though, I mean, there's beauty in, and a problem in that, right? I've done a lot oh, yeah. of work sticking up for Cardi B, but I've not done enough work sticking up for women. And here's the deal. I'm still going to be critical because of, of women and men in the industry. I, I believe the, 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 the field is wide open when it comes to celebrity. Um, and I think that because of the stuff with Nikki last year was so public that people just saw me, quote, trying to tear down a black woman. But one thing that I, I will say is that sometimes when I do get attacked, I do play into the narrative of being the bad guy because I, I've enjoyed it. But I also am now realizing that it's taken away from, you know, a lot of the true passions I have and fighting for the underdog and, and women in general and black women are the underdog, you know, and I do I do find um, I find myself, you know, not wanting to receive the flowers on Clubhouse because it's not about that. What it's about for me is. Being very intentional with my time, the self-love journey that I'm on, as you know, I've lost 102 pounds now and I'm working on, you know, getting fit and, and living my best life. But in that self-discovery, I'm realizing that I, I have to stop being hostage to the idea that this show won't be successful unless I'm doing the wild, crazy stunts. You know, like I've done that and I still do that. I do it on gagging. I'm going to still do it randomly here. But I, but I know that my purpose is much bigger than antics all the time, you know. And damage, you've been, um, you know, you've been somebody that's reminded me of that. That you know, don't allow people to force you to play into this narrative that you know maybe love and hip hop um, had me buy into for a long period of time. And so mm -hmm. now that I've freed myself from the Viacom network, I do have to free myself from the ideal that I have to play into this character all the time. Mm -hmm. And 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 what I love about Clubhouse is just that real time exchange. You know, to be able to be in a room and hear a bunch of artists fighting for uh, representation or fighting for access, right? 
And then calling Neo and Fat Joe and Tiffany Haddish and Spinderella from Salt and Pepper and say, hey, why don't we create a talent show on Clubhouse and let's give away $1,000 and bring somebody on the show. It's a national radio show, which is huge to an artist that just wants to be heard. And, and, and it's But it's nothing to me. It's nothing to us, right? And so being able to bring that to Clubhouse and watch the interaction and have 3,000 people stay with us and have Neo, who is like one of the dopest songwriters and artists, uh, and Fat Joe give feedback and tiffany bring humor and spinderella bring that historical hip-hop factor to it was amazing and so i'm discovering or rediscovering a lot of who i used to be through this app and um i found it interesting and draining at the same time now, draining I, I hear you man <laughs> and, and i think about to be successful in this game you got to be authentic to yourself and like jason was saying these antics and things you do it's a piece of you but it's not all of you like, I could be an angry person, but if I'm angry all the time, is that really damaged? No, that's a piece of me. So I just want to make sure, and I always say it to you, like, don't let them force you just to be a piece of yourself all the time. Jason, you're bigger than those antics, and I just, I'm here to support you. I'm here to also co-sign to everybody else that there is more to Jason Lee than what y'all see right there. Or I wouldn't be here. That's the funny thing, too, is like, you guys, <laughs> I have no poker face. If Jason was who people think Jason is, I wouldn't be here. So I always say that I only show up in the room when I like people. And when Jason asked me to be on the show, I was like, Jason, I want to do this because I enjoy you. And so the fact that I've seen that piece of you, I feel like it's a privilege, but now all of Clubhouse has seen it. So I don't feel special no more. But yes, Jason's a real person, y'all. Cats out the bag. Well, I, I asked the audience, just keep growing with us. I, I'm not saying that you're not, I'm not going to pop off because I wake up you every will. day. <laughs> I, wake up, I wake up every day and pop out, I'm ready to go. So don't get it twisted. Like there, are, I'm saying there are many layers to me. Exactly. But, but you know, like on my personal Instagram, do I got to go off on a rant that's Hollywood Unlocked related or can I just let that live on Hollywood Unlocked? On my personal Instagram, can I keep posting inspirational posts uh, about weight loss and self-love and, and, and my self-discovery around, you know, being an entrepreneur and wanting to promote, you know, diversity and, and, and uh, a, a diverse playing field, but also elevate the, the black voice uh, in journalism and, and in different platforms like the Recording Academy? Yes. Now. I'm also hoping to become a Fashion Nova model because I did talk to the CEO the other day and with this body and this photo shoot I just did with my curls popping, I'm like, yo, my nigga, I need to be out here. That's the face of Fashion Nova, man. You know what I mean? Oh, my like, God. Why not? I think I got Tatiana it. Tatiana you know? is back. So you see how we had this beautiful moment and we got right back to Tatiana, Jason. I love all the layers. <laughs> we're back, guys. And we're back to the regularly scheduled <laughs> sexy, you skinny Jason. Speak, you want to speak about Tatiana? Let me tell you a dilemma that I'm having right now with my boo. Do we have that picture? All right. So I uploaded a picture and I can't say this too loud because the the, the boy that I'm talking to, his family feels a certain way about me posting on my Instagram. But you know, oh, for somebody like me, for somebody like me who has perused the private hallways of apps to look for love, to find somebody that I feel comfortable enough to put on my social media for the whole world to see, and to talk about him in a way that is like I'm revering this exciting new venture of exploring love in a public place, wearing matching uh, for Christmas, drinking eggnog by the fireplace with our fucking dog. You know what I mean? And then I'm told I got to take it down. I don't know. I, I'm at a crossroads. I love it. I don't. Really? I love it. I love the irony in it, Jason. I love it. Yeah. The irony is rich. Like you're such a public person, and I know you're private, but Jason, you do so many things publicly that this is so funny that this one thing that you really want to show, 
you can't. It's just so much irony in that. I'm sorry. It might be the right thing. That's not fair. Here's the thing. I remember your lip shakes, and all I remember is going on social media and seeing your your juicy pink lips puckered towards this man. And I was like, what's happening? What's going on, guys? I I mean, yeah, you are very in love. That is, it's a sight. Well, well, I won't say I'm in love. We're going a little too far now. Uh, he probably watching me. Gonna do that. I'm in. I'm in serious like. However, You're in deep like. I, I'm in serious like. However, I feel like one. There's a couple things that happen. One, I did it. Oh, by the way, to the person that shamed me on Instagram that said you couldn't even <laughs> close your eyes when you kissed him. I I was looking at the camera because I was making a photo for Instagram. I told him, I said, I'm going to put this on Instagram. So I was looking at it. So it was like, all right, now. So I, I, I would kiss my eyes. And sometimes I do kiss my eyes. But I do peek to see if his eyes are open because it would be awkward if I'm closed and he's open. It's like, no, well, don't do that. That's, that's, that's creepy. Do not keep your eyes open while you're kissing somebody. That is no, no. That's creepy, yeah, Jason. Don't kind do of that. Weird. I think it's. I think you should only open your eyes when you're ready for it to end. You know what I mean? Like it's like, all right, <laughs> you've been in my mouth for thirty minutes. Can you take your tongue out? Oh my uh, god! Wow, that's mouth sex. Yeah, yeah, it's really hot. But no, I, I just have to say, you know, I posted it for a couple of reasons. I posted it to show them, like, hey, I have no problem being serious with you because if I was talking to all these other people they would now see me publicly kiss somebody else and know that I'm talking to somebody else. Like I, I am talking to other people, which he knows about, but I'm not, I'm not taken yet. So I can technically do what I want to do. And he knows that I am doing what I want to do and he could do what he wants to do. But I did it to show that, but I also did it because I realized something. I've never posted a photo of me kissing another man in my entire life. Never. Mm. And I felt like, Oh, and wow. I feel like I feel like, as, I feel like as a gay man, I get by because I'm masculine and because uh, I'm around all these guys who are hyper testosterone. But the reality, and, and I've been able to live a certain lifestyle because I don't show up like some of my uh, counterparts in the LGBT community. And and because of that, I wanted I, I want to be a little bit more open with the fact that I am very confident, extremely confident in being gay and sharing that part of myself. So I don't want to share too too much. But just enough for people to go, that nigga gay. <laughs> Wait, that didn't end the way I thought it was going to end. <laughs> like, what? That nigga's gay, gay. Yeah, that's gay. <laughs> but we love gay. Gay means good here. So it's all love. It is what it is. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to navigate this relationship. I don't know about you guys. Um, I know, Blue, you were, you're dating, right? And Damage, are you dating? Where are you at with love? Where does love exist? Uh-huh. Let's, let's, do, let, let's, do, let's do Love Unlocked. Where does love hey! Wow. Okay. Y'all, I got in trouble after the last episode, y'all. So, okay. All right. Love Unlocked. Look. Love Unlocked. I'm, okay. I'm open, and, I'm open and ready for love, y'all. I'm open and ready to give love. For real, Jason, I'm 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 where I'm where you at. I'm open and ready. I wish I had somebody to be posting on my page and everything like that. Like I'm open for love. I'm 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 so inviting so it. You been so when you say give love, you're not saying give dick. You're saying like actual love. Yeah, care. actual love. Actually, I'm tired yeah, of giving. No, I'm done with. Please that. do not be community dick damage. That is very unattractive. Please do not. Been do there, that. done that. Been there, okay. done that. It's not attractive. And so and so, are you now like because? Dating during co- love, love unlocked. By the way, is a new segment on Clubhouse, <laughs> and 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 it's exploring how we're dating in a pandemic. You know, because a lot of us, like for me, I know that I lost a lot of intimacy during last year. That I'm, I, I want to be like uh, Sister Waters, 
uh, and reclaim my love. I, I have not had the affection and the intimacy that I want, although I've traded in with intimacy and, and love in myself. But how are you damaged dating during COVID? Are you actually like spending time with girls? Are you just getting mm-hmm. to know my social media? What are you doing? Very, very intentional dating during COVID, man. No playing around, like really trying to link and find the right person that fits me and not rushing things too. like really enjoying the dating process, getting to know somebody going out, not rushing into anything physical, no need to do that. So I'm really like being intentionally like a dater. I've never done this before. I've never done the intentional dating part. So this is fun. I feel like a grown up. What is, what is intentional <laughs> dating? What is intentional dating to you? Well, like I feel like when I was dating before, it's like, oh, you know, she's pretty or I like that about him. And you just kind of going with the flow. But now knowing, okay, what do I specifically want? What do I specifically need in a relationship and trying to find those qualities? So I'm moving a little slower and being more selective than just looking at the appearance and going, okay, that's dope. Let's just f- see where it goes. Now I'm being more intentional than that. When you when you meet a girl's parents, because the guy tells me, oh, me and my family think posting online is too fast, but yet mm-hmm. I've met his mom and his mom and I have talked about me dating that's their private. Right. So like when, once you meet the family, isn't it, isn't it serious now? Like once you've met the family. To some people, some you, know, you guys see how they care about their family. If they don't really give a shit about exactly. their family, meeting their family don't mean nothing. But if they love yeah. their family, if they go to every Thanksgiving call, mama, you know, all that, and you meet them, then that's a big thing. But some people don't give a fuck about their family. So you meeting that, that's just like. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I made the mistake of meeting someone's family and assigning significance to it and then found out that his family was actually reacting the same way to all the other girls that he brought over there mm-hmm. and that they were they were they were literally accomplices and so i i what demi was saying about intentional dating the only rooms in clubhouse that i really enjoy are the intentional dating ones um i'm very marriage minded right now so for me dating is a little bit different because i already know what i like um because i've tasted everything twice hey. so for me it's more, it's more it's more about figuring out what's a good investment and what's not. Because I already know that I'm bringing so much to the table. Half the time, I'm also bringing the table. So I have to make sure that I'm not just, you know, throwing my pearls before swine. So it's more of like American Idol for me over here. When you say you're intentionally <laughs> dating, I mean, and, you're, and you've tasted everything twice, what does that mean? It means that, like, if I think you'd be a great boyfriend, but you'd be a horrible husband, you have to go. Hey, I'm with that. Yeah. yeah. I hear that. Because yeah. it's a lot of people that's good for the moment, man. Yep. Well, look, me, me intentionally dating is calling you back after we've hung out. Like I'm intentionally. Oh my god. No, I keep trying to tell him, like, bro, like the fact that you've come over more than once, like, you know, this is the big deal, you know. And I actually enjoy his company, so who knows where it's gonna go? But you know, things could change, and I could be out of here because I'm telling you, no, love. I don't put it like that. I don't, don't put that don't out there. That. Don't, Don't put, put that out, out there. there. You're a witch. You, Jason, you're a manifester. You cannot joke like that. You are a manifester. Whatever you say will happen. So only say what I, you want to happen. I am manifesting an unlocked heart and I am out here in these streets. And I'm telling you, lock it down, baby. And lock, you better lock it down. But no, seriously, I'm, I'm figuring it out. All right, listen, speaking of lockdown, look, I'm going to tell you who needs to be locked down. And this is damn Soho Karen. I'm so sick. First of all, I'm sick of black Twitter assigning <laughs> names. Pseudo name white people that have gone crazy because you know we got Soho Spider Man from DC that had climbed up the Capitol. I'd have named all those people. 
White people done been ghetto over. Now y'all been ghetto for a minute, but y'all been showing y'all entire asses on the way for Donald Trump on his way on his way out. Soho Karen, she did this interview with Gail King, and I know you guys saw it. But anyway, it, there was this um this viral video that happened that we had talked about here on the show, where the woman had brutally attacked a young black teen who was in the store, alleging that he had stole her phone. It went viral. She tackled him. She thought she was a linebacker for the Raiders. <laughs> Maybe now she sat down with Gail King. Now, this girl didn't do her background check because when you sit down with Gail King, you lose it. R. Kelly has lost it. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Gail be putting in that water over there at CBS, but she be waking these motherfuckers up. Anyway, so Karen was in the her name is Mia. Maya, Miha. I don't know. Either way, the Puerto Rican <laughs> with Gail King. And this is what happened. Just take a look at this video real quick. This is what happened. You seem to have attacked this teenager about the phone. And then it turned out he didn't even have your phone. That's the thing. I mean, you're 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 saying, look, I'm 22 years old. You're 22 years old, but you are old enough to know better. So I will say you're 22. I get it. Enough. The hotel did have my phone. The hotel did end up having my phone. That's a lie. <laughs> She's a, oh, I hate this girl wait, so much. Wait, 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 I hate this girl you, so much. No, no, no. You missed the whole point. It ain't, it's not the lie. It's the guilt, like, lit, okay, listen. No, I, okay, let me, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm having a reaction because I just saw it again. I just had, I had, I had, I had, I had <laughs> Let me say this, because I've met Gail King many times. She's one of the nicest, sweetest people in the world. Fuck that she's Oprah's friend and, you know, whatever. She is a nice, nice person. She's a good mother. She is a strong black woman. She is a journalist, a real journalist. She is, she's amazing. I would have slapped the shit out of Miha. I would have slapped her. I would have slapped that Puerto Rican princess and tilted that crown to the point to where she woke the fuck up in a, in a whole other country. Did you see that? You know what I love about this is I've been saying for years that people need to understand that in the Latin community, that white Latinos and black Latinos have the same disparities that white Americans and black Americans have. You guys are finally seeing what we deal with. She's Puerto Rican, but she is very white and she is the most Karen of Karens. I do not believe in spanking children, but I would have mollywopped her if I was Gail King. And I will say this, being a journalist is like being a lawyer. When you're doing a good job, people are going to be upset. Gail King is an excellent, excellent journalist who asks really uncomfortable questions. And this girl is a flipping idiot. She and her drunk oh, self no, no, no. needs to worry about other and, things. And she has oh, restraint. Now I'm gonna tell you, now I'm gonna tell you what you should have did, Gail. And this is why I've been trying to holler at you. I've been to your office. No, you didn't call me back. I'm not even mad. And Ariana, you be watching my stuff. You better holler at your girl. Here's what you should have did. You should have you should have went like this. And then wham, slap the shit out of her and said, don't you ever. Because then, only then, you, you want to talk about viral. Now, we know your R. Kelly video went viral. We saw your toes, because them toes, Gail King, your toes are so goddamn rough. I don't, I mean, if somebody's sucking on them things, they might as well eat a bag of rocks. But either Why? way, you, you know how to go <laughs> Had you slapped her and called her a bitch, you would have gone viral for months. Now, I also think that uh, I think I probably shouldn't have talked about your toes. But either way, them toes, <laughs> we got to get a picture of the toes. We got to put the toes. It was virtual, Jason. The reason why she didn't slap her is because it's virtual. Because you know if it had been face-to-face, -face, she wouldn't have had the cojones to say that. She was only oh, Big virtual? Willie because it was, was virtual. It virtual. Yeah, that's why. Was it virtual? I think she would. Virtual? I think she would have said it face-to-face. -face. Hold on. That didn't no, look it was virtual. It was virtual. Mm -hmm. It was virtual. Oh, damn. She was staring at a screen. <laughs> it was good. It's CBS money. CBS got a coin.
Wow, we need. Can we do that over here? What we gotta do? Let me tell you, Gail. I would have slapped her through the virtual lens. She would have been. I, I would have slapped. I would have slapped in my room, and and then I would have had the producer on the other end slap the shit out of her. Too. Continue to slap white hand. It may have been a white hand, but I'd have slapped her through that. Do you saw them glasses? Them glasses would have been crooked as shit when I got done with her. But you see I, her hat? It's a, it's a daddy on it. I'm not taking back what I said about being a champion for women. I, I'm not saying I would have done it. I'm saying had I been Gail King, woman to woman, I slapped that ass. <laughs> she's ignorant and stupid. Ignorant and stupid. And I think she would have said that shit to the Gail's face too, to be honest. I think she's that ignorant and that stupid. I think that's the problem. Um, when you, I think she's spoiled, man. She's a spoiled little brat, probably always got her way. And she has no respect for authority. She's a complete idiot. And yes, she's a Karen. I don't care what race she is. That is young Karen 101. Karen in the making. Did you see her attorney? I know she wanted to be I Dream of Jeannie so bad and just blink her eyes and be out of there because I know she's like, bitch, we done practiced this. I told you this. Before, before you go into an interview like this or even a deposition or anything, I just had a, a meeting yesterday with the Department of Fair Employment and Housing for a lawsuit that I filed against this real estate agent for discriminating against me. Before that meeting, my attorney... Uh, she failed to have a conversation with me and say, hey, before we get on this call, you know, if it goes left, you know, stay calm. So, of course, the call went left and I had to cuss the investigator out. But but I know that for that interview, I'm sure her her, her attorney said, look, we're going to go in here and, 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 and play victim. Now, I forgot what her hat said. Can you run that video back one more time with no audio so I can look at the hat? It said daddy. Now, just daddy. Where... <laughs> She looking for him. She can't find him. You're doing an interview with Gail King about your you attacking a young black man, and you wore a hat that said "Daddy." Now, when you that's showed the up, biggest your, platform she ever been on, she looking for her daddy. That's a that's a call for help. When she showed up, her attorney should have said, "Nah, no, nah, not me." Oh, her, her her attorney did. Her attorney literally denounced her and said, "Look, I told her to take off the hat." She's clearly not well. The attorney has literally left the scene because the attorney is literally <laughs> narking on her. The attorney went on, on the record and said, this lady is a, a little bit off. I told her to take off the hat. I am not responsible for her. So shout out to her attorney. All money is not good money. You might need to find something else to do, boo, because daddy. How can you hear me? And daddy don't want you no more. Listen, speaking of daddy, um, on Gagging with Jason Lee, I recently had Regine Carter on, and we had had her here on the show where I had asked her about her relationship with YFN Lucci. And she had a very interesting thing to say. And you, this is why you got to always be careful what you say, because your, your words will come back to bite you in your newly created ass. Hold on. Now, look it. This is when Regine was on our show. Take a look. The internet, all of you guys, my mother, y'all watched me go through something that was totally new to me. The whole feeling. But also, always kept in the back of my head. My I always told him, too, my father's a rapper. I know the stuff that you be doing or if you're trying to lie to me or like I knew certain certain things like I'll call him out on it like, OK, listen, and he'll be telling him like, I'm not your daddy. Yeah, my daddy's smarter than you. He's like, <laughs> I know what you got going on. But honestly, I feel like my mother, she's instilled in a lot, instilled a, instilled a lot in me about just men, period, and things that you go through. I feel like when you when you know someone is deaf, like it's for you and really loves really loves me for me is when it, it doesn't have to be broadcasted like honestly the next person that i'm with we're not going public for a while 
And if you have a problem with that, mm-hmm. then it's like you got a motive. Now, now you know she 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 sounded like she wasn't interested in Lucci at the time, and you know things do change, especially when you're young and you know you're you're, you're growing and you're, you're getting older. And uh, but it wasn't too long ago that we had that interview, and then she recently came on my show, gagging with Jason Lee, which is on YouTube, and uh, I had to bring up the fact that she was now in a relationship with Lucci. This is what she said. Next man you got back with was Lucci. Now he seems like a cool guy. How did that happen, Reggie? I don't like starting over. I don't like. I don't really understand people' motives. Like you say, you can't trust people. You can't like. And understand honestly, I understand how the internet feel and how the internet feel about me, right? But I know, right? I know when he's lying. I know when he's telling the truth. I know everything, and I'm used to it, right? Like so, it's like we. We have our problems and we we go through it and we get through it. But, you know, and I'm young. I'm just turned 22 years old. Y'all going to see a lot of stuff. I said I wasn't getting booze and love. <laughs> Are you with him because he's familiar and you feel safe with him because you don't trust these other that are out here? Is it because the is good? Is it because you... Um, I'm with him because when I wake up, I'm in my skin and ain't nobody else near me. Ain't nobody else in my skin but me. So I say, hey, what you want, Reggie? Now you want him? Go get him. And then that's what we do. That's how I'm going to always live my life because at the end of the day, I'm going to always be in my skin. So I got to do whatever that makes me happy. If it makes me sad, then we arguing, then hey. He getting blocked for a minute, and I'm all home. But then we get back cool. So, well, now uh, wife and Lucy since that interview has been arrested for a felony murder in Atlanta, and so Atlanta police are saying that he, his real name is Rayshawn Bennett, and that he's wanted for felony murder for a December shooting that left one person dead and another person wounded. And this is a this is a picture of him, just in case you don't know who Wife and Lucci is. This is who he is. And those of you that are listening, you're gonna have to go watch this to watch to see who he is. But anyway, he's a rapper, and uh, he's 29 years old. He's facing these serious charges of uh, aggra- of, of murder, aggravated assault, and participating in a criminal street gang related to a shootout that happened back on December 10th. What do you guys think? I mean, should she leave him? Because I, I I love about her is that Regine and I said to her when I interviewed her, and I'll say it again. She's a young girl who's doing her own thing. She's uh, paying for her own life. She's not living off of daddy's money. She doesn't act like she's privileged, in my opinion. I know th- people have a different perception of her online. And the fact that she fell in love with this guy who was familiar to her and then took him back, and then now he's wanted for murder, uh, I don't know if she should leave him. I feel like she'd be a real girl to just stay by his side. Right or die. JC, are you being for real? That's what you really Jason. believe? That is not what you mean, Jason. <laughs> okay, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> one of my best friends, one of my best friends, when I got shot at 15, found out who shot me and called me and told me who shot me and told me he was going to go kill the guys who shot me. He didn't kill them, but he did end up killing somebody else later. And he's in prison right now. Um, and he's in prison for life. And he's, he's actually getting ready to go up in front of the parole board because it's been like 20 something years. And he's still one of my best friends, one of my best childhood friends. We still talk. Uh, we haven't talked through the whole 20 years he's been gone, but we've recently reconnected uh, over the last few years. And we do talk regularly. His name is Derek. And yeah, I still love him as a friend. I don't know that you killing somebody is, a, is an automatic reason for me to abandon you if I actually love you. Unconditional love 
means you love somebody unconditionally. And so uh, I'm going to say this. So unconditional love is real, but relationships have conditions. And that friend of yours was not laying in your bed, laying in your skin, like she said in that clip. Uh, so that's a little different for me. She reminds me a lot of myself in my 20s, and I wanted to go back and shake myself in my 20s. That's not love. What she's describing is fear. She even admitted it. She's with him because you hit it on the head. She is thinking he's familiar, and she doesn't want to learn somebody new. That is not love. Love is not like, oh, you're convenient. I already know that you're a hot mess, but you're my hot mess. That's not love. That's fear. And when she's in her 30s, I promise you she's going to watch this interview back and cringe. I promise mm. you. Mm. That's not uh, love. As the Libra here, I, I see this uh, two sides. I see two sides of this, right? Now, if he, go. I'm going to assume he's innocent until proven guilty. If he's an innocent man and they are can together we, in a relationship. Can we, start, can we start with that, please? Yes. Because again, That's we, don't yes. know that, we can't assume that he's guilty. No, no. Black men are always yes. persecuted in public before they get their day in court. Speak on it, damage. So, yes, yeah, so one time. We, we don't know. But if he is yeah. innocent and they're saying he's guilty and out looking for him, as a girlfriend, I think that shows a lot of support, a lot of love. And I, I, I support her riding for him because if he is innocent, you need all the support you can get. However, if he did do it, we don't know. I don't think there's anything beautiful about riding for a person that will put his whole family, he has kids, he has the relationship with her at, at up, what am I trying to say? Well, this is struggle love, Sacrifice. right? Like black yeah, I think it's struggle love. I think you can love somebody and still respect yourself at the same time. And whether he's guilty or not, the relationship was already not fulfilling her in the way that she needed. She jokes about it. She tries to make it funny. But I don't even think his innocence or guilt is the issue here. As a young woman, she was in a relationship that was already not that great. And we all know this. And on top of that, he has this case. So to me, the case is secondary. He could be, She could be his friend and still support him and not be his girlfriend. Struggle love, is, ladies, please look off of that. But but well, mo most of these ladies and men are struggling on their own, right? Sometimes it's the right. people with the most struggly relationships sitting up trying to give everybody else advice. That's like my ass right now. With me and my boo, we can't figure our shit out. But I'm gonna tell somebody else who they need to leave. I feel like what she said that was that was important to me. And what I got from it, because, you know, when I'm talking to somebody, I have to take on face value that they are revealing who they are to me. I can't be their clinical psychologist or their marriage therapist or counselor. Right. What I heard Amen. from her was that she said, this is who I want. I have to live in my skin. I have to love who I want to love. And I love him. And if I don't one day and I need to block him and back up for a little while, that's my choice. She also later in the interview said that. Being a public figure, she's always judged. She's always talked about. And I can understand that that breeds a lot of pressure. And we don't know. If he did kill the person or whatever, we don't know why. You know, we don't know was it self-defense. We don't know what it was. I'm not going to rush to judge. But I would say, you know, at least for Regine, you know, listen, keep doing you, boo. If you love him, ride for your guy. You're 22. If he does get life, you're going to leave him anyway because you're not going to go to the prison and visit him every day on the weekend. I mean, hell, I had a friend that I went and visit every day on the weekend. When he got out, he went right back to the streets. I'm like, yo, I can't even. That was a lot of time wasted. And wow. we were fucking, you know? So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, just, to, I just to finish, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. Just to finish what I was saying because I, I had a brain fart. But, like, at the end of the day, as a man, as a rapper, somebody at the statue of Wife and Lucha, you have family, you have this girlfriend, to put all of that at risk. To handle whatever the reason could be. And I don't know if he killed this person. I don't think it's worth it. I think you if you if it's getting that serious for you to do it yourself and to not be a father anymore, to not be a boyfriend to your girlfriend, you put a lot at risk for this anger or whatever that exchange was. 
And off the fact of that, if he did do it, I would never co-sign for somebody to stay with a person like that. That would just throw it all away because of some kind of anger or something he couldn't figure out. So that's my two sides to that story. Well, listen, I'll just throw this in here only because I'm a, a humanitarian. There is a $5,000 reward <laughs> if anybody knows where he is. So if you want some money right after Christmas, I mean, if you know where he is, just call the police. All right, look, um, does that make, that no. doesn't make me a snitch. That doesn't make me a snitch. <laughs> no, it, it, makes you, it makes you a, a snitch. <laughs> no, 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 a snitch. Whack 100, whack 100 who is the snitch Chester, was here on this show. And he said, if you are not in the streets, you are not held to those rules. So I'm telling you right now, I calls the police. Now, I ain't going to call on wife and Lucy because, you know, he has a nice smile and he looks like a nice guy. So it's not my job to and do that. And we but don't know if he did it. We don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, Allegedly. You can still get the, the $5,000 if you turn him in. So you don't, don't need okay. to be arrested. Uh, you don't have to be persecuted. He, <laughs> <laughs> you are the Harriet Tubman of snitches, Jason. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, there was something else that happened recently online that I saw, and it, I ain't gonna lie, it brought a thug tear to my eye. It was a very heartwarming video by this mother whose son passed the bar exam, and uh, they uploaded this to social media, and it was the moment where he was looking online to see his results, and then she bursted out into tears. And there were two things that happened when I saw this, and I'm going to play the video first, and then I'm going to tell you what my observations were. Now, the son wrote on Instagram, Omar K. Rambert, Esquire, the mission is accomplished, the bag is secured, and this chapter is finished. Shout out to the big guy upstairs for always holding it down. And he passed the California bar exam. And the reason why I wanted to highlight this video is I am so tired of seeing young black men killed on social media by police mm -hmm. or, or wrongfully arrested or just the struggle. And I think sometimes that as young black men, we see ourselves online and we start to develop this perception of how the world sees us and it, and it eclipses how we see ourselves. And, and then the other part was the mother who was so overjoyed. What I got from her reaction was, um, you know, her baby made it. Maybe not just made it as uh, passing the bar, but just made it out the streets, made it in his community, made it in the world, made it home. Um, it was a very powerful video. The fact that they thank God, everything about it I thought was beautiful. And the fact that she looks like his sister on top of that being his mom was crazy to me. So I just wanted to highlight that because there are people out there, I think, that are living in a world where 
we are starting to shape ourselves based on the ideals of others. And I just want to remind people that, you know, we are lawyers, doctors. We're not just rappers and thugs or killers or whatever. But uh, what was your reaction to seeing that? Can I say something real quick? Um, I'm trying not to get super emotional. So everybody's watching the video. Ooh, okay. Let me keep it together. Everybody's watching the video and they're seeing the mother and the son. What you guys might not have noticed, um, I didn't see the video until now. And so I'm having a strong reaction because I'm seeing it for the first time. That's April Daniels. And that is the wife of like prolific uh, producer and songwriter, LaShawn Daniels, who won a Grammy for writing Destiny's Child, Say My Name, one of the biggest R&B classics of our time. He's worked with Lady Gaga, Whitney Houston, um, Beyonce, Jennifer Lopez. And he tragically died in 2019 in a car crash after 20 years of being with her. So that picture behind her, she's not just reacting because her son got into law school, I mean, got past the bar. She's reacting because the man that raised him with her for 20 years, um, it's bittersweet because he wasn't there for them. And the fact that the picture's right behind her while she's reacting like that, the, the big guy upstairs isn't just God, it's LaShawn Daniels. And so when you lose someone, and Jason Damage, I know we've all lost someone, milestones are bittersweet because you're relieved that life is giving you blessings, but you're devastated that the person that you love can't be there to physically experience it with you. So the fact that that's April Daniels in that video, I'm actually kind of stunned right now because LaShawn Daniels was an amazing man. Vanessa Bryant and Kobe Bryant, um, uh, Lauren London and Nipsey Hussle, they had that kind of love. And so to see his yeah. son prospering after, after he died, I'm completely breathtaking right now. Wow. So that so that's yeah. the gap that was missing for me. And I'm glad that you pointed that out because I wasn't aware of that. But that's what I said. When you see somebody shout for Jesus like that, and when you see somebody who's who's filled with that level of gratitude, you do know that there's it's much bigger than him getting passing the California bar. You know what I mean? And 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 for and for him, I mean, for you, Omar, to come out on the other side of tragedy and to be such yeah. a good example to other black men and other and just the world, you know. And when I saw that video yesterday uh, go viral, I immediately wanted to share with our audience because I felt the spirit, I felt the joy, and I didn't know the backstory. And uh, but that makes it even more powerful. And so, to all the mothers yeah. out there that have lost their children and or lost their, you know, man or lost their father figure in the in the in the house that helped you make it through to provide for your other children. You know, let this serve as a as a as a as a light for you and your journey because I mean you matter. And this was this was definitely amazing. If that captures your hearts, let me tell you who else is out capturing people, the FBI. <laughs> because the FBI <laughs> the FBI and the Capitol Police who are you know investigating all these spidey sense social climber they're not even social climbers they climb in the damn capital in dc you know i showed you on gagging how they were ripping these white folks off of planes because they're now on the no fly list but baby when i tell you a woman has turned in her husband her ex-husband as a result of his participation one of the rioters was a guy named larry rendell brock i don't know him he's apparently is a retired air force lieutenant he was turned into the feds by his ex-wife so this is a photo of larry uh dressed in his militia uniform uh he thought he was in afghanistan or something but he's actually on the house floor or on the floor in the capitol and so he was arrested and apparently this guy's ex-wife turned him in now, I will tell you, regardless of who turns these people in, I am glad that they are locking them all up. That other guy who was in Nancy Pelosi's office, I don't even remember his name. He was arrested after he was putting his feet up in Nancy Pelosi's office. This is a photo of that guy. And look, this is mugshot in the photo. Look, I don't even... I'm trying to clean up. 
<laughs> I don't even know where to start with these people because there's there's you you broke into the Capitol. You like you you tried to harm the first branch of our government. I don't even like black people. We we knew better. It was I thought I saw one photo, one black person in the audience, and he was standing in the midst of it. Like y'all niggas is all going to jail. I I want to say to the ex-wife that turned her ex-husband in. First of all, what you should have did is text him. Gotcha. <laughs> Somebody, because if this was Dr. Dre, well, Dr. Dre is still in the coma. I can't even make a never mind. Not coma. He's in ICU. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't change his whole medical background. My bad. But you know what I mean. Like when you get your ex back in the, in such a prolific way, you're sending him to prison. He probably cheated on you with the housekeeper that had like four teeth. You know what I mean? Left your kids filled up with NyQuil while he was banging out the housekeeper in the back. And now you don't have to worry about him because you're sending him to prison. Do you think she should have kept that low? Uh, so, know. Uh, you know, so here's the thing. Uh, not to share too much of my business, but this is unlocked. In the mid-2000s, my ex was uh, wanted by the FBI and I did not snitch. So I've been in her position and I did not tell them where he was. So... Yeah, but you got a person calling the police on wife and Lucci. No, I was Regine's age. That's why I said she reminds me of me. I, I was about twenty five at the time, and the FBI showed up to my doorstep in the South Bronx, and I played stupid. I was like, I don't know him, sir. What were they looking for him for? What did he do? Allegedly, uh, he his uncle was working with a terrorist cell in New York uh, with Al Qaeda, but you know. Look, I just thought he was. That's the funny part, because I was going to say, if my ex is a terrorist and trying to take down the Capitol and is a racist piece of shit, yeah, I'm like, yo, lock her ass up. I hated her when I was with her. Lock her ass up. I see her right there. That's when, that's when it's time to snitch, all right? All them little racists that's running there with fatigue on in the city. Why are you wearing camouflage and you in the city? What are you blending into, dumbass? Like, what, is, what are you doing? You're in full camo. And can I point something else out? You can't blend in on the house floor. <laughs> you don't belong there in militia uniforms. What are you doing? I'm going to tell you what you did. They should have killed all of those people trying to go up in there because you got to teach people, listen, yes, we're in a democracy. Yes, this is the people's house. But the people, it ain't your house if you don't have a key. If you don't have a key to the house and you don't have a chair with your name on it in the house and you don't ever speak in the house, you don't belong in the fucking house. It is the people's house for them to do the work of the people. White folks, I'm going to tell y'all something. Y'all better stop fucking around. Y'all killed the Indians. Y'all got niggas to come here and build your shit. Now you're fucking playing. And I'm going to tell you what the black people should have did. The black people should have created emojis and gifts out of this whole situation and went online and said just the most ghettoest shit because... Y'all are crazy. <laughs> like, I was Jason, did you are they? Jason... They they smeared. I don't know. I think we're skipping over the nastiest part. They smeared feces and urine all over the walls. Mm -hmm. they, they literally found feces and urine smeared. I'm mean, I'm thinking they used their hands all over the walls of the Capitol. That is next level. Question. Black folks don't do that. We don't work How did like they that. They bring it in there. Who had the bag of feces? <laughs> like what? you're a fucking idiot. What are you doing in your camouflage with a bag of shit with you? Um, they probably just got to D.C. straight off the jet from Peter Nygaard's island. Who knows where the feces came from? All those people were mm. even thinking they were going to oh get away with it. I will say, again, I'll say, I'll say, look, look. 
Betty White is turning like 99 years old in a couple of days. I know she is like, Lord, just go on and take me out of here. This is just too much. <laughs> Show me where Blanche at. Where is Dorothy and Sophia? Because these hoes is going crazy out here. But uh, I, I, I'll say this. 2021 is going to start on February 1st. Because I feel like we're still getting a little after <laughs> We still getting a little after effect of 2020. Okay. 2021 gonna start a little later. I agree. And I and now, I, I will say this uh real quick before I get in trouble. My my ex was exonerated before anybody starts voting. Okay. Let's say it. Yes. Yes, he was exonerated. Well, the FBI come looking at all of us because we ain't do shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if the I'm FBI good. thinks that you're involved with terrorism, you are. I, I don't know. They they have more knowledge and more access than we do. They just haven't caught him yet. Okay, look, something else that people caught that has everybody in a frenzy, and I don't know what the problem is with this. I don't understand why people are so mad. I just want everybody to get along. And Howard University is finally diversifying its, its rich black university veins by bringing in new blood. They have a Howard University editor-in-chief that has brought more attention to the school than anybody in the last several years. And it's all because apparently she's Asian. Now, look, I know it's a historically black, black college, but are we that mad? Look, recently, yes. there was a, wait, yes. wait, wait, recently they just, they deleted a tweet, okay, because the prestigious university had hired Rin Rin. And Rin Rin Yu, she came in as the EIC. She was the editor in chief. I think, do we got a picture of Rin Rin? Now, <laughs> oh. This, this is the editor-in-chief of Howard <laughs> University. Now, let me say this. Now, 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 now Ren Renda got Ren Renda run run about the house because now Twitter went viral. They're not happy with the black university posting Ren Ren up in the house. Now, this was the post right here. This is the post, okay? The post says, so Howard University names Ren Ren Yu editor-in-chief. She will produce Howard you know, Howard Magazine and lead the university's storytelling efforts. Question, is Howard U still a black university? Are there not any qualified black editors? And whose story would she be telling? Now, somebody I'm a, I'm a, can I keep it quick? Wait, 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 wait. Somebody else thought maybe Ren Ren should have ran, ran, ran that magazine because this is what they said. They said... It's completely understandable. Remember, Howard is only one of the four of five HBCUs that's always getting those outside donations. And those donations come with strings attached, which is how Rin Rin you got the hookup. Howard no longer controls its own destiny. Mm, I agree. I, I yeah, is, do you want to go first? Because I want to yeah, go first. Wait, 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 wait. Rin Rin. Rin Rin. They're getting ready to disrespect you so bad right now. <laughs> And I'll tell you that even though I said I don't understand why this is an issue, I actually fucking agree with them in advance. Go ahead. <laughs> I ain't got nothing disrespectful to say. Um, this is my problem. If it was an all-Asian university, you would never see uh, Abdul Kadus as an editor-in-chief. Editor so that's my Amen. big issue. It's not even that she's Asian. It's just like if if Asians had their own school, own anything, they would never let me come in and do that. So I just feel like, why are we letting that happen? That's why what I had to say was quick, no disrespect, but sorry, Ren Ren, fuck out of here. 
Oh, I didn't expect that ending. Okay. I'm going to make this quick as well. I'm I'm trying to be, okay, I'll I'll make this short. The only times that allies are allowed and, and spaces that are meant to celebrate Black people is if Black people are in positions of power and the conversation is still centered on Blackness. Putting an Asian person in the room is not the issue. Putting an Asian person in charge of the room is the issue. So miss me with the other shit. She didn't have to be in charge. She could still help without being in charge. We're always saying we need more black people in the space of leadership. And Howard University, which I lived down the street from for 12 years in Washington, D.C., I know a lot of people there. Y'all messed up. This is this is nasty. This is dirty. I don't like it. H-U, I don't know. Okay? I'm not even going to finish the roll call. I'm pissed off. Wait, no, wait. Let's be clear. She ain't talking about Hollywood Unlock H-U. She talking about Howard <laughs> University H-U. Now, look. Put Ren Ren's photo now, you mean to tell me you don't think she knows who Sojourner True is or Cicely Tyson? She probably knows all of it front to back. No matter to me. Don't matter. I'm sure she knows all that shit front to back. She probably can recite it in five different well, languages. It don't well, matter. A- Asian it don't matter. Know, Asian, do, Asian people do know that we love that cheap combo plate when we go to eat at the spot, though. And okay, so <laughs> oh my God. She <laughs> said. No, no, they, no, listen. You, so you mean to tell me that you ain't went in the hood and saw Ren Ren's uh, making egg rolls with the so. low man? That's actually so. why. That, that's actually why it's toned up because to, to Damage's point, if it was an Asian school, they, they would let us. They, we, would, we would never be in charge. They would never put a black person in charge ever, of an Asian school. Let's be real ever, right now. Ever. ever. You mean to tell me that she doesn't know the discount code to Hennessy? Her. Now you know damn well you've seen. Don't be a menace. You know damn well. The liquor stores got Ren Ren running all through it. I ain't a you know what you just, J- Jason, Jason, do you know what you just uncovered? This is actually a really brilliant point masked as a joke. You're actually correct. There is a history of Asian people coming into black spaces and taking over and selling us back our own hair and our own brown liquor and whatnot. And so it's, it's yes. extra tone deaf, actually. Now that you mention yes, it, Jason, it's extra tone deaf. Tell me that Ren Ren ain't going to know about the silky silky. She'll sell it to you. Just on the back to you, but yeah, no, I don't like this at all. My, my, this my, my point, my point is in highlighting this as a joke, is that they've been taking advantage of our community long enough, and we've allowed it. We ain't gonna allow it at Howard University. Get y'all they shit, don't. Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, stop fuck with all these bitches and get over there to your university and get Rin Rin up out of there. You are a journalist. You could have been the editor in chief. Hmm. Hmm. Got a new baby to Good deal point. with. That, that that's <gasps> all right. Well, listen, look, everybody. I told you at the top of the show that I was going to do better. And I am. And you see how I just still gave you that flavor, but also came through with the education. I ain't even graduate from a university. And I saw this was some bullshit. Ren Ren, I know you're unemployed. We're not hiring at Hollywood Unlocked, but I do wish you the best. And look, I don't know if people out there are taking the vaccination. I haven't. So please, please take it so I can see what happens to you first and then decide whether or not I'm going to take it because I want to go back on a yacht and I want to travel to Europe and I want to I wanna live. And I just want to say that I hope that everybody out there is having a great, great, great start to the new year. I know it's crazy all around us, but please find peace in your own environment because you control that, not the media, not the world around you. I'm out. Damaged Blues. Good seeing y'all, but I got to go. I love this episode. Peace, y'all. Hi, y'all. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back.
And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace. Mm -hmm.